Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sanctuary of Quest Church. <laughs> We're so glad you guys are watching tonight. And listen, let me just say a few things. Uh, I know the Lord is going to do something stupendous tonight. It's going to be Amen. great, uh, conspicuous to you, unique to you. And we're expecting him to, to show up in a powerful way. We need you to do a few things. Number one is turn on your notifications, please. We've been saying that a lot. So that every time we go on social media, you are notified. I want to pause and just say a few things about a couple of people. Number one, Audrey watches us every thing we do. She watches from South Africa. Wow. She's wow. even gathered together a group of people that watch That's with her so all the way in South man. Africa. Isn't that cool, That's guys? crazy. So, Audrey, we want to say to you that we love and appreciate love you, you yes. and thank you for gathering thank all you. those folks. And then Gabriella down in Mexico City, um, she has friends that she invites all the time to watch as well. So <laughs> we have people watching from different countries. We're excited about that. And then, of course, people from Louisiana, from Texas, from Florida to New York, we're very grateful for all of our viewers, and we look at you as family. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pray for you before we get going tonight because we've got some good stuff we're going to share. Amen. And uh, I, know, I know God's going to speak. Father, I thank you for everyone that watches this tonight. And I pray, God, that you would heal where there needs to be healing, that you would thank restore you, where there needs to be restoration, yes, revive, right. renew. God, do something in people's lives yes, that yes, is yeah. profound, that they'll have to say, only God only could God. do this. Yes. yes. Uh, Father, we thank you thank for you, it Jesus. in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. So I have these guys with me, of course. This is Pastor Christian Long, our youth pastor, and then Pastor Josh Reyes, who is our administrative pastor. And I asked them to join me tonight for Table Talk. Our staff is full of not just highly intelligent people, but um, well-informed people, anointed people, talented people, and gifted people on our staff. I, I just think I have the best, <laughs> best staff in America. I, I just believe that. And uh, I asked them if they would join with me tonight um, and share some insight. So Josh represents Generation X, X. and then you have a millennial over here, <laughs> and then I'm from the baby boomer generation. Oh, no. Give it up for the baby boomers. <laughs> so what I want you guys to do uh, as we traverse our way through this evening is please feel free to ask questions. We're going to talk about pressure and specifically pressure during this pandemic season and um, Josh is going to moderate for us but we want you to ask questions and when you ask your questions if you could just direct it to Pastor Christian or Pastor Rick or Pastor Josh or if it's just a general question feel free to do that too and then the people that are in the media room will get us those questions and we can answer those so Josh um, let me one, one more pause. You hit on it right in the pre-service. Yeah. Uh, this is this is this is the most incredible thing to me. Yeah. Fifty over fifty or right at fifty right people. Right around fifty. Yep. Saved in one week. In one week. Crazy. In one week. Since Easter, man. Since Easter, we know right at fifty people saved. I mean, they have to fill out this form and yeah. send it to us. To let us know that they gave their heart to Jesus Christ. I believe that's going to happen tonight. What about I, you guys? I do. Amen. I believe, I believe listen, Amen. right now. I'll just speak to you right now. If you do not know Jesus. Yes. Tonight, receive him as your Lord and Savior. Yes. Right? If you're away from the Lord, come home tonight. The Father is waiting for you with a robe 
a ring with sandals. Yes. Come back to the Father's house. But be sure before this is over tonight that your heart is right with God. And I'm telling you, the thought of right around 50 people giving their heart to Jesus Christ in a week, I can't say enough about it. That's why we do what we do. That's exactly yeah. right. And so we're excited. So hit those thumbs and those hearts and hit those comments. Ask questions tonight. Josh is going to moderate. Thank you, Pastor Josh, for all you do for Quest Church. Thank you, sir. Thank you for what you do. If y'all love Pastor Rick, send an I love you, sir. We miss you, all that in the comment section. <laughs> Pastor Rick, I, I want to thank you for a couple things. During this season, one of the great things about our pastor is that he's been extremely consistent in making sure that he's giving us godly direction yes. and wisdom. Yes. Every word from the very beginning has been on time. It's been fresh. It's been uh, right what we need, right in time. Yeah. And so that's what I appreciated. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, he you, kicked Josh. off a series that actually we put a pause in, right? Yeah, we right. did. Uh, yeah, we before the whole uh, quarantine situation, we, were, we had just kicked off a series entitled Stretch. Yeah. Um, and so we put it on pause for just a little bit while we addressed uh, the, the moment. And now we're jumping back into this series. And I don't think it's an accident that the Spirit of God put that in your heart to deliver to us yes. because he knew where we were going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's perfect for right now. So he kicked off uh, this three-part series this past Sunday, uh, How to Handle Pressure. Yeah. How to Handle Pressure. And if you missed Sunday morning's message, you need to go back go and watch, watch it because it, yeah. it is gold. Yeah. So I'm, the series is called Stretch. Right, yeah. right. And it's got three parts to it, pressure, and then Wednesday night we're going to talk about patience. Uh -huh. And then next Sunday we're going to talk about perseverance. Yeah. Um, thank you for saying that, Pastor Josh. You know, when, when we started this year, you know, this was the year of the open hand. Remember right. what we yep. were talking about? And, that, and the first message was the guy that received the healing. Uh -huh. And the Lord told him, stretch forth your hand. Yes. That's right. Yes. And um, yes. so we have been, <laughs> I would say, a <laughs> yep. season of stretching. No doubt. And, um, but it's been good for us. Yes, it Josh. has. Yes, it has. And, and that message Sunday was just, like I was saying oh. a minute ago, gold. So, so many good. great nuggets to pull from it. Um, but let's just start right there. Let's start right there, Pastor Rick. Cool. You say stretching always applies pressure. Yeah. Stretching always applies pressure. So before we, we dive into some of these questions, why don't you just share that with us for a little bit? Well, here's if, if you know anything about stretching physically, you know that you can feel it. And, yeah. and I said this, you know, sometimes the pain you feel is not an injury. Mm -hmm. It's that mm. you're just being stretched. Mm. And um, so that's how that pressure is applied. So I, I just want to start with that. You know, many people think they've been injured, but yeah. really you've just been stretched. Mm. And even yeah. in this season, you know, we felt different kind of adversity, but it's, it's been painful. But we're, we're not going to be injured from this. It's like we preached yesterday. Paul said, you know, we have been persecuted, but we are not perplexed. Right. Right. We have been through battles, but we are going to win the war. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've gone through a season that has been unpleasant, inconvenient. Very, right? yeah. Um, and it's applied pressure in certain areas. Um, but but I, I know this, God is stretching us. And, and when this season is over, we're going to be able to handle. The stretch has to do with your capacity mm -hmm. as well. He's enlarging your capacity. So we're going to be able to handle what God is sending in the future. I believe that. Yes, yeah. sir. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about pressure as a whole, right? And you've, you've used this example in the past, and I think actually you'd be more adequate to share this. Both of you would be because you're both musicians, and I am not. But I do know this, 
that in order to get the right note. You are a great singer, though. <laughs> hey, I, especially hey, he opera. He can throw it down. He can throw I've been, it down. I've been known seen, as. Have you heard him uh, sing opera? No. I've Pretty been known amazing. as the great paparazzi. Come on now. <laughs> Instead of paparazzi? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Sorry about that. I know this. In order to get the right note out of a, the, out of a guitar. Right. You have to apply the, the perfect amount of tension. That's true. Yeah. To the string, right? Yeah. Right. And so you got to continue to apply pressure in order to get the right sound. Think about that. Because if you take the pressure off of those strings, mm -hmm. it's out of tune. Woo! Yeah. Which, which, yeah. which should be har harmonious mm -hmm. is now horrible. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Right? But it's the pressure that makes it sing right. Man. Wow. It's the pressure that makes it sound right. And this pressure and this stretching is bringing a harmony. I heard J Bishop Jake's talking about it the other day that this season that we're in is bringing a sense of unity. And the highest level of unity or highest expression of unity is harmony. Mm. Mm. It's not one notes. It's many notes mm. that make one sound. And so God is bringing us into that very pleasant place. I believe that. Absolutely. So multiple strings on the guitar, one of them is not tightened to the to the right pressure, and you don't have you don't yeah, have harmony. Yeah, one, one can be off. Yeah, and it's going and it produces a dissident sound, right? You're preaching good, or Pastor an off Josh. sound. Come on now. The, yes. I, you know, I was, that word dissident even is is contrary. It's unpleasant. It's right. rough. It's mm -hmm. tough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I appreciate this season of pressure. To be honest, for me, um, it has stretched me in areas that I didn't have any expectation to be stretched in. Right. Uh, it's pushed me to the limits. Mentally, mm -hmm. spiritually, emotionally, at certain mm -hmm. times, yeah. and uh, just to be candid, a little vulnerable, I, I, it produced quite a bit of frustration. It has for me. Yeah, yeah. it you produced a, a lot of frustration. It, the amount of, like, okay, so this hasn't. This is just me personally. So, uh, I didn't have any expectation when this started. Yeah, yeah. they said we were going to be staying at home, right? Right. I didn't have any expectation that I'd be spending more hours in my office. Yeah. Than I was before this thing right, started. Right. And it was absolutely necessary, right? And it stretched. I had to learn things I didn't e even know look yet. How it's, look how it has stretched our staff. Yeah. No doubt. That's true. I mean, some of you guys are up here around the clock, basically. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. It's, it's totally different, especially being a youth pastor. I mean, I've had to find creative ways to keep youth engaged. And that's already a challenge, yeah. you know, keeping students engaged. You know, they have like what, like an eight second attention mm -hmm. span right yeah. now. And it's already hard enough. And now, and it's easier whenever you have them showing up at the same place at the same time every week. Now we're stretched. We're trying to find new creative ways to keep them engaged. And it's challenging. Yeah. Pressure's on. So I, I said this yesterday that pressure does not make a man as much as it exposes who the man already is. Mm. Wow. Right. Yeah. And some of you will remember. I'll go through a few mm. of these points that are right, Pastor Josh. Absolutely. So the pressure that made Saul hide yeah. is the same pressure that made David king. Yeah. They both had to face the same threat, the same enemy, the same giant. Um, but the difference was the pressure made David. Wow. And Saul ran from the pressure. So um, doing becomes the natural overflow of being when the pressure within is stronger than the pressure without. So I encourage you guys, let this thing not break you. Yes. Let it work for you. Mm. 
in Jesus' name. No doubt, because you have the time now, right? Yeah. That's one of the things that, that had happened to me. I kind of came, I, I guess it came to me late in this whole deal, but it did. I have the opportunity right now to create a regimen or a habit yeah. that I've been frustrated trying to get going yeah. in normal time or normal life. In real time, yeah. But what mm-hmm. this has enabled me to do is to create those habits again. Mm-hmm. And we know this, that repetition or practice is what makes effective performance. So if you're in a pressure situation, like you, you gave the example, like on in a basketball game mm-hmm. and there's one second left on the clock and you get yeah. fouled and you have two foul shots and you're losing by one, that's pressure. Yeah. Yeah. But the repetition, the practice, the time mm-hmm. that you spent every single day when you were all alone, right. Right. nobody yeah. else was there, no made it a natural response. So in that pressure situation, you were able to perform effectively. Wow. That's good, Josh. That is Real good. good. So here's a question. All right. What pressures do you see? Uh, not, not necessarily pressures you've felt, but what pressures do you see in all of this? Christian? Well, you know, obviously being a youth pastor, I'm in communication with students. And, you know, some of the pressures I've seen is that, you know, with our students, uh, some of them are homeschooled year round. You know, they're homeschooled. So this is like they've been trained for this. You know, this is this is nothing new for them. But for a lot of our students, most of our students, they go to public school. And so they're used to being around their friends. And now, you know, so talking to parents, I've seen parents are becoming teachers and students are becoming homeschooled kids and that they're used to being out of the house now the pressure is on in the house yeah you know and so they're being squeezed a little bit you know talking to some of these students um the relationships have kind of come to light you know like you said the pressure is what shows what's in a man yeah you know it's what shows you what's already mm-hmm. in the person. And so I believe that when you apply pressure to even family relationships, what's inside is squeezed out. Wow. And so maybe some things that um, you've harbored or buried, you know, within your family, within your household for, it could be months, could be years, all of a sudden now because the pressure's on, I'm seeing with these students, things are coming to light. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually seeing relationships between parents and students improve. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful, man. Yeah, it is. It is. One of the one of the pressures that I've seen in this isn't a pressure that's like a compact pressure, mm-hmm. but more of a tension. Yeah, is the yeah. complete um, and and it's it's no fault of anybody's really, but the complete separation of things. Like you mentioned it the other day when you were talking about, you spoke to a doctor mm-hmm. uh, that told you about this whole deal. And their, their viewpoint was that this is, this is garbage, right? It's nothing that we should be acting like this for. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you see somebody who's in a hospital, which we've also talked to them too, yep. yeah. that is seeing people dying right. and the effect of what's happening. It's it, that tension, it, it creates, it creates an interesting environment. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Because, because opinions immediately are formed, or not opinions, yeah. just viewpoints and view perspectives yeah. are are developed or expressed, mm-hmm. like and it's with, pushed up out. And right? With social media, that's accelerated. Yeah, you know, the, you you can scroll down your timeline. Within three minutes, you'll see four different opinions, and all of them disagree with with each other. And, and on top of that, maybe not any one of them are, are necessarily wrong. Right. And yeah. I yeah, and I want to just 
interject right here and just say we need to learn to appreciate right. everyone's opinions yes. and what is weighing on them may not be the same that's thing exactly that right. is that's weighing so on true. you and you can't be indifferent about that that's right. right and you have to treat everyone the same because this means different things to different people yes so and uh talking about opinions on mm-hmm. facebook now everybody's preaching <laughs> it's, it's like we were looking for preachers now, now everybody's got They're their everywhere. opinion about what god is up to right now yeah. well there's there's the next question okay so is god involved in this i want to let christian talk and then i'll you know we we've we've talked about this absolutely <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we he, just got we just got we just talked about right this. back here <laughs> in the, in the office, conference room. It got deep, real and we, fast. and we did. And should yeah. we go that deep again? I don't know, but we, you know, absolutely, God is involved in this. I mean, what the enemy means for evil, he means for good. Yes, you know, and and he works all things together for the, for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so, you know, I believe, yeah, God is God is in this. He's yeah. right in the middle of it. I did too. You know, Joseph looked at his brothers. Joseph didn't ask for it. He got right. thrown in the pit. You're talking about pressure. Yeah. Right. And um, he looks at his brothers once they're reconciled, and he says, look, don't cry. You meant it for evil, mm. but God meant it. Man. So there's two meants going on here. You had a plan, but God had another plan. Yes. Now, here's what's interesting, if y'all want to go a little go, bit let's deep. Go. Is, let's go. Don't you think God could have stopped that from happening for Joseph? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think God could have stopped Satan from taking everything Job had? Yeah. But I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He, he permitted it. it. Yeah. So there must have been a plan behind the curtain going on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when, when Joseph tells his brothers God meant it for good, the word in the Hebrew is there was a plot. Mm-mm. There was a plot happening in the mind of God. It means to weave or to fabricate. God was fabricating things, devising things. He was devising a purpose behind the permission. Mm. So don't miss that. So what is permitted by God has already a purpose on the other side side of it. So God could have stopped this. Come on. You're going to tell me God could not stop this pandemic? He could not stop this virus? He could not stop this disruption, whatever you want to call it? God couldn't stop it. Certainly he could stop it, but he didn't stop it. Right. Because I believe he has a purpose mm. behind the permission. Yes. He permitted Man, it to good. happen because he had a bigger plan mm. on the other side wow. of it. And that when you lose sight of that, that's why I always say this phrase. said this a long time ago, and Josh been hearing it his whole life. <laughs> but it's ringing true today like never before. You said the scripture. And we know that all things work together yeah. for the good of those that love God and are thee called according to his purpose. Yeah. Here's my interpretation of that. Okay. Every event in life is either what? God sent. God sent. Or God used. Or God used. Mm-hmm. If God did not send it, he's going to still use it. Yeah. And so I don't believe that God sent. I don't believe this is the wrath of God. I don't think God sent this, but I can tell you one thing. He's- God's going to use yes, this. He he's going to use it. It's all, he's already using it. Yeah. 50 people saved in a week right here the, through our ministry. The church is growing. The I mean, how growing. can you say God is not in it? God's in it. Yeah. He's in the middle of it. You know how many people we had watch yesterday's service? Over 8,000 people. That's crazy. Watch service yesterday. That's crazy. You tell me God's not using this? God's involved. Come on. He's all God's involved. God's all involved. Here's the thing. God has a consistent way. Tell me if I'm wrong. 
He has a consistent way of making his people uncomfortable in order to get them where he wants them to be. Mm. Wow. That's There's not one true. situation, person in Scripture that right. you can find that God did not make them uncomfortable in order yeah. to get them where they needed. From Joseph, you just mentioned him. Right. I mean, his whole track to getting into the, the, the palace there was just a miserable track. Right. David. David went through hell before he came, he became king, and he yep. was anointed way before that. Yeah. Yep. Job, you said it just a bit ago in the back. It wasn't that he just gave permission. He recommended it. Yeah, yeah. he, he brought him up. He suggested, hey, hey, hey don't devil. you appreciate God doing that? <laughs> you know, hey, have you considered my servant Christian? <laughs> Thanks, God. Go take everything he appreciate has. It. Right. You know, you, well, how does that make Job feel? Yeah. But but that almost what you said earlier. Sorry, I'm gonna steal your point. But yeah, something ahead. something you said earlier was that like God brought up Job to Satan and said, "Have you considered my servant Job?" And and he he allowed the enemy to take everything from him. And in the same way, like I believe that the reason God has you've said it in, in, in your sermons, God has trusted us with this season mm-hmm. because He knew that we could handle it. That's right. He trusted Job. Yes. That's why he suggested him. He trusts this generation yeah. of believers to handle this correctly. Yes. And so I'm thinking him every day that I'm allowed to be involved in this thing. Yeah. I've learned stuff. I've grown. I've been stretched. Yes. Yeah. I've taken the pressure. I've applied the pressure and said, it's just going to make me better. Yeah. So, you know, I encourage you guys can we go a little bit deeper? Absolutely. Ahead, please, please, there, so we were talking in the back about, mm-hmm. you know, this thing is global. Yeah. Right. And is God in it? And uh, should we go there? I think we should. Go so there. Here's, here's what I think. I think God has pressed the reset button. I believe it. I think that is one of his multifaceted purposes in this season, that he has taken this season I'm going to say it again. I think he permitted it. He didn't send it. And I think behind that permission, he pressed a button called reset. Mm. Have you seen the pictures of Los Angeles? Clear. It hadn't been that clear my whole life. Right. The sky is clear. The ecosystems are coming back in order. I think we're going to see seasons next year that are actually winter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Spring, summer, and fall. Yeah. Distinct. Um, I believe God is using this as a reset season. The environment yeah. is restructuring itself. Um, so that's, that's I, my I opinion. I 100% believe that. I mean, I believe that, I mean, if you've seen some of those videos of, you know, people out on their balconies in Brazil, you know, in the city where they're all in their apartment complex quarantined, people are videoing outside their balconies, and you can see and hear the entire city singing worship songs outside. And then over in New York, I, I saw a video of, of New York. And they were doing the same thing out on their balconies singing. And right now, we've got the entire earth singing. Here's Here, a reset. Christian, it's a reset. The book of Romans tells us. I should have had chapter and verse for you, but you'll find mm. it. Here's what it says. That the whole earth groans for the Man. sons of God to be made manifest. I believe the earth is yearning right now. The earth is screaming right now. This is global. Mm-hmm. Yep. Romans the economy, 8, environment, every aspect of life is being 
touched and pressured. And it's squeezing out the sons of God. Yeah. The earth is groaning for the sons of God to be mm. made manifest. It's time for us to come forth, man. man. Let's reveal ourselves. You know, pull the veil on, hey, here yeah. we are. Yeah. We really do have the answer. That's right. Yeah. And his name really is Jesus. Yeah. And 50 people can get saved in a week. 500 in a day. Yeah. Come to Jesus. Yeah. This is a great time for you to give your heart to the Lord. So I'm sorry. No. But I just, I get excited about this season, man. man. So you said the, the key there is that the, the, the Romans earth, 8, 19 22. through 22. Right. My brother just hit. I'm watching you on the screen, Randy. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Got my back. The whole earth is groaning for the sons of God to be made manifest. Made manifest yeah. or to be revealed. To be revealed. Yeah. So here's the question then. What's my responsibility in a season like this? So, mm. so if, if it's for the sons of God to be revealed, then the reality is this should be a season that is capitalized on bringing people to a knowledge of Jesus Christ yeah, or yeah. lifting his, him up. Yeah. So how do you do that? The Bible's really clean, really clear. It is the goodness of God or the love of God yes. that brings men to repentance. Yeah. So that's what we should be emitting. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Am I, am I right I, there? I believe you. I, I, I mean, if, it's, if the earth is groaning for the sons of God to be made manifest, then don't the sons of God look like the Father? Uh-huh. Man. I, I think so. Yeah. You know, Jesus said when, questioned, when being questioned about a son— being a son of God, he said, I only do what mm -hmm. I see my father Man. doing. That's what Jesus said in reply. I do what I see. I don't do anything I don't see my father do. Man. So whatever Jesus would be doing right now is what we need to we be need doing, to be right, doing now. right now. And the truth is, because of the pressure, it's going to be revealed. What's oh, in yeah. you is going out. to be squeezed oh, yeah. out. By this shall all men know yes. that you are my disciples, my learner, my pupil, my follower, my son. Yeah. Your love... Yeah, one, one for another. another. Yeah, so I said this morning on Monday Matters that, you know, Christ was all about compassion. His passion was exhibited in his acts of compassion. Mm. Wow. So somebody said, well, what does that mean to be compassionate? Well, first thing you need to know is compassion is not a gift. It's a responsibility. Wow. So you don't say I'm gifted to be compassionate. <laughs> yeah. No, you are responsible to be compassionate. Wow. So, so Jesus in Luke chapter 7 sees a widow coming through the gate at Nain. He saw her and he had compassion on her. My question is, are we seeing what's going on around us? My goodness. Because wow. if we really take a really good hard look, we yeah. should be moved with compassion. Mm -hmm. Moved. moved Otherwise, with compassion. you're just feeling bad for somebody. Yeah. You just have pity. That's yeah. an emotional experience. Every uh -huh. time Jesus had compassion, it said he was moved with compassion. So compassion isn't just a feeling. It's something that results in, results in an actual action. That's right. I've noticed when people withhold from action when they get too bogged down, their mm. minds are everywhere. Mm. You yep. said something a minute ago that you believe that this is a season where God has reset us. Wow. Right? Or he's yep. resetting the earth. The, the number one rule, any young person knows this, any IT guy knows this, the number one rule in trying to correct a device when it's bogged down or acting funny is to reset it. Reset it. Reboot yep. it. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. And wow. turn it back on. You better preach in here, Pastor so Because when you, turn, you <laughs> when you turn it preach, off, all the temporary files go away. Yeah. Woo! Mm, They're deleted. Man. Or whatever was bogging this down goes Come away. On. And so when you turn it back on, most of the time it'll work. 90% of the time it'll work. That's true. The 10% that it doesn't, at least you know now 
that I have to search for what There's the problem is. In yeah. here. And you know God, what the problem man. is a lot of the time? You didn't update your phone. You got to update You didn't it. update your device. Mm. You said later, not now. And all the not nows and all the I'll wow. update later caught up with you. And now you got to hit update, and it takes longer. So here, now you got to sit here look at and us. wait to become compatible wow. with the current system. And Man. here we are now in a season where we're actually forced to confront some of the things that we've neglected. Mm. Now you know we've talked we talked about this a couple like what last week that now everyone's in their home, and I, I've looked down my street and I've seen. Everyone's in their yard clipping their branches, mowing their lawn. They're fixing <laughs> yeah. every light bulb around their house, putting their fence back. And, 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 and my dad's an insurance adjuster, and he's gotten more jobs in the last two weeks <laughs> because people are filing claims on their houses that they haven't Hilarious. been filing for a year, all because finally they're in their home getting their house in order. Getting their house in order. Getting okay. their house in order. Okay. We're talking about pressure in this season of doing some crazy things, right? So that's yeah. one thing. Yeah. So did you hear about the divorce rate? It's skyrocketing. Get right now? Here. Right now. You're no kidding. way. Yeah, because people are having to actually be together. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So they're wow. like, wait wow. a minute. So, yeah, so the, the divorce rate is actually ascending right now. So wow. this is what pressure does during this season. And we said the other day that pressure brings the priorities out of a man. Right? Yeah. When we're under in a crisis will cause you to speak what your priority really is. So wow. what's happening right now is... We're finding out what people's real priorities are, and for some people, it's not their spouse. It ain't. The <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. So yeah, so it's an interesting dynamic that's happening. But this reset, and I believe reset always results in reformation. Wow. Remember the great reformations of history? I believe we're in one right now. Man. I don't think church is going to ever look Go the ahead, same. Go ahead, sir. Did you hear Rich Wilkerson the other day? I didn't. Oh, what did oh he say? my goodness. He was on the on the uh, Zoom uh -huh. with Judah Smith and um, oh yeah, Chad, uh, Chad Beach. Beach. Yeah. And, 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 and Carl Lentz, right? Yeah, and Carl Lentz. And he said, man, he, he got on this thing about church not ever looking the same again. Yeah. And he said he believes the church is going back to what it was originally supposed to look like. And the gospel is coming to tables. Wow, come so on we're, now, sir. You know, so in Luke chapter 19, mm -hmm. the Bible says that Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house. Wow, and he yeah. said, today salvation has come to this house. Man. Man. See, what we needed to be doing is get the gospel in the house. In the house. Right? And so I, I think we're under a great reformation. We I are. believe God is restructuring and reforming the church. I don't know that church will ever look like it used to look. Now, I don't know if it will feel the same. But I don't think it will look exactly like it used to look. There'll be some new dynamics, yeah. some new strategies yep. um, that we will implement. Suddenly, the essentials have changed, yep. Yep. even in the house of God, as yep. far as leadership yeah. is concerned. Um, I look at Braden. Braden is our dude right He's now. He's the dude. Braden and Tia and Andrea. <laughs> He's shoveling the coal in the engine. Him, <laughs> That's Tia. the truth. And, and Andrea, They're up here man. nonstop. Yeah. Josh, you got some questions? Yeah, uh, we got a few questions that have already been shared, and please I got them on your, my phone right now. Hit your share, please, but, guys. And if you guys want to submit a question, go ahead. We can see the comments right in front of us, and our team is sending in the comments to my phone. So we may not get to all of them, but we're going to do our best, okay? So I'll read the first one here. Okay. What would you tell someone who thinks, I could do church from home all the time instead of attending church? Who's that question to? It's in general. So what would we tell somebody? Yeah. Read it one more time. Okay. What would y'all, I guess y'all, so it's us three. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
tell someone who thinks I could do church from home all the time instead of attending church? You As a that? pastor, I'm going to let, uh, let me go, go first go so ahead, you go. can clean this up. Okay. As a pastor, that makes you go, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know about that. Right. But the reality is, if you would have asked me that a year ago, six months ago, I would say, you need to be here. Deliver. But in fact, the reality is mm. people are getting used to it. And this is now some of you older saints will say, I'll never get used to. I'll never forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But the fact is people are getting touched right in their homes. They are. And they are getting used to it. And I think if we ignore that, then we will not put forth the effort to That's reach right. those people. Yeah. And that's a dynamic we have to address. Mm. Christian? Well, you know, I, I just think, you know, you've got to look at your motive. You know, look at the intention. Are you just being lazy? Speak, man. Or that's good. Are you, that's are great, you, Christian. you know, doing this with intention? Are you on a mission? You know, because you can be in a mission on a mission in your home. You know, I mean, if you feel like, you know, you want to run Zoom meetings with people in, in <laughs> Africa and you want to lead them to, to Christ on Zoom, if, if you're on a mission, that's one thing. But if you're just being lazy and you're, you are forsaking the body, you know, you need to look at your intention. Yeah, I love it. You know, so. Yeah, I think, great, I think it, you're right because people will get you. And the reality is people are still going to do that, right? They are. Yeah. But yeah. we've always preached Josh, in it. right now where we are, I just read this stat the other day. 25% of members of a church attend church. Yeah. Twice yeah. every nine weeks. Yeah. That's, That's right insane. now. That's, That's insane. right now. So no matter what you say about your church, if you have a church in this generation, it's rotating. It's rotating. I remember meeting a guy in the mall, and he said, hey, man, I go to your church. I said, man, I haven't met you. And he said, yeah, I go on the third Sunday of every month. <laughs> and that's a true story. Yeah, and, you know, that's, that's, that's Look at the comments. Yeah. Forsake not the assembly. Well, I know. Right. You After need fellowship they, they with other believers. That's the hey, truth, though. That is the truth. And the reality is it doesn't, right. it doesn't yes. change the fact. And we've yeah. preached this for years, and it's the truth. There's right. things that happen in this building when the yes. saints of God are here that won't happen anywhere else. Anywhere that's else. True. There's really two sides of it. Yeah. I think, like, on one hand, you can't can't forsake the assembling. There, there's something powerful that happens when you are physically with the body of Christ. But then, like I have a statistic here about Generation Z, which if you're not familiar with, that's the teenagers right now. Generation 66% of Gen Z believes that true communities are formed by common interests and causes and not economic backgrounds or educational levels, which is contrary to previous Absolutely. generations. That's the truth. And so because they believe that true communities are formed by common interests and causes, we see that Gen Z prefers online communities because they can find more people with common interests online rather than in person or in their school or in their church. Mm -hmm. And so we can't ignore that platform because this upcoming generation will be reached on that platform. And I think that's can't ignore it. I think yeah. that's the caution, right? That's the we caution. can't we can't get too rigid and isolated right. to this is the way it is. Well yeah. I can tell you now going forward, when we resume, Quest Church will have a sense about it, meaning we are cognizantly aware that there are people watching us yes. online mm -hmm. and we will be directing the gospel 
to them online and, yes. and stop acting like they're not there. That's yeah. right. Of course, we're going to reach the people in our house, mm -hmm. but to ignore that, never again that's will right. I do that. That was a mistake, in wow. my opinion. Wow. I think it's one. That's one of the great things about this whole deal is it's knocked the the wall for those who have let it. It's knocked the walls off, right, yep. and opened up ours. Okay, here's let's go to another question. Okay. Yep. What Please share, guys. Please this share. is a this is a two part question, and Pastor, I'm going to direct it at you first. What has the church learned from this pandemic, and what has pastors learned thus far from it? I think we talked a little bit about that stuff. But. Yeah, we did. Um, so number one is what has the church what learned has from the it? church learned? Okay, so I believe one of the lessons the church has learned is that it may have taken something like this for us to be the church instead of go to church. Um, because now suddenly people in their subdivisions, the, the testimony from my daughter about her neighbors, this is happening everywhere. Um, so we have to be the church. Now, one thing the church is learning, the church is also learning that what you just rehearsed, what we just rehearsed, that there's a bigger audience to yeah. ministry than is sitting in your building. Um, what are pastors learning? Pastors, well, I can tell you what I'm learning. I'm learning our people. Hmm. Um, I'm paying attention to our leaders. I'm watching how they're responding to what we're trying to do to keep them connected. I'm watching what they are doing to keep the people that they know connected. Uh, I'm very close observation of how our leadership is behaving, responding, reacting mm -hmm. during this season. Uh, that's what I said yesterday. Um, before you, as a single person, get with a partner, you probably need to see them under pressure. Wow. Because you'll you'll see the real them. And so this pressure, there's people that have been in connection with us that I, I've watched rise to the top wow. that I thought I never saw that leadership mm -hmm. capability in them. And then people we had in leadership that I thought, man, I wish they wasn't reacting like that. Wow. So for a pastor, he's seeing all of that. Pastors are watching that. My staff, you know, I've watched the staff very carefully. And as I previously said, you know, people that were not that essential before this thing happened are now glaringly apparently yes. right in front of us right. that we need you. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of stuff happening. I, as a pastor, I've learned I can preach shorter and be just as impactful. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we've already sat here too long, in my opinion, because yeah. I, I think you can, you can preach the gospel in about 20 minutes in a very powerful way yep. and have the same impact. That's true. Um, so as a pastor, man, I'm learning, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning that I don't need an audience hollering back at me saying, amen, come on and preach it, hmm. um, to feel effective. Wow. You know, I, so there's a lot. I've grown. Man. I'll ask Tia's question. She just asked this. How do we keep community after the season is over? You want to touch on that, Christian? How do we keep community after the season is over? Um, I think a stronger question would be, how has this enhanced us in our ability to keep community? Yeah, because I, I, I would say I don't think we've lost community. No, not at all. I, I, I would say, I mean, from my personal experience, I can't talk for everybody, but to be honest, I, I think being apart from everybody has actually caused everybody to to come closer together. It's it's like it's it's weird. Yeah. But I, I'm so used to seeing my students and our young adults once a week at the same time. And now, all of a sudden, we don't have that time. It's not designated. We can't meet. And so what's happened is 
I've had more students who, like, I, I keep an eye on my students. And, and you know, I, I monitor, you know, their behavior towards me, you know, how quickly they respond to my text messages and, you know, if they're actually watching the lives and things like that. And the students who I've had a harder time actually replying to me or being involved are now glued in more than they ever have. Wow. So I think that how do we, you know, maintain community after this? I think that we take the growth that we've had, the strength that we've had, and we just we learn to appreciate people. Yeah. You know, for what I, I think that people will get back together and they will be more closely connected now because yeah. of what has happened. Mm-hmm. Like the God has a plan behind it. The enemy does too. I think the enemy thought he was going to segregate yeah. the body of Christ. And really what is happening is we've gotten closer together. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that celebration is going to be pretty powerful when we can assemble. Yeah. And, Sorry, go ahead. No. Well, I was going to say, you know, years ago in the church, technology was the devil. <laughs> you know, I mean, my, my, I, I have, you know, family who's preached against television, radio, and every, you know, television. Yeah, television. It was the <laughs> devil. It had the antennas and the tail that went into the wall. It was, you know, seriously. <laughs> I've and, never heard that. And, and, and so these churches who still kind of believe that, that technology is the devil, you know, we've been watching, and all of a sudden, Technology's not the devil; it's an angel. It's, Thank God that's what for it. Are it yeah, 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 exactly. We used to, I don't like that people are sitting home watching us online. Now we're going. Thank God Thank we God. have online. That's <laughs> good. Sam said yeah. something good on there, Josh. He said we're we're not separated. Uh, we're not ice. What did you say, Sam? We are not here. Here, I can find it. We're not isolated. We're separated. Or something like that. We but, are isolated, but not separated. Yeah, not separated. We're isolated, but we're not separated. That's I good. agree with that All totally. Right. Last one. Last question. Yeah, it's not the last question that's been asked. Okay, give so, us two more. Then. Two more. Then I'm enjoying this. All right. Can Bishop talk about the importance and practicalities of reflecting on the season of pressure and stretching we are going through? When do you share it for others to learn, namely my kids? In other words, I guess the question is, what are some practicalities on how I can deal with the pressure, and then how do I communicate that to my children? Well, your children are learning by watching you, Mm. whether you're trying to teach them or not. Um, I watched Crystal's kids today. She brought them out to the house to fish in my pond, and I saw a camaraderie about them Mm -hmm. uh, that I've not seen. You know, of course, they are always tight. They're real tight, those four. But there's something different about them. Wow. And I think they've watched Justin and Crystal during this season, and they've learned from them. So some real practical things is sit down and talk. Uh, man, I'd be communicating with my kids right now more than ever more than before ever. because yeah. you've, got, you've got their audience right now. You know, so I, I encourage you. You have audience with them right now. So I encourage you to do that. That's some practical things. As far as teaching the full lessons of everything we learned, I don't think we're going to be able to do that till we get to the other side. Yeah. When we get you know, a few months, maybe six months out of this and we back to some kind of a normal, then we can look back and say, man, think of this, think of what we learned. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think then the value of the lesson yes. happens after. after. Yeah. Yeah. Hindsight's 2020. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And, and I, man, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to get to the other side of this and regret. No, that's the truth. What I missed man. or how I act. I will say that's one thing I'm so thankful for the way, even though we started the stretch series and you just addressed 
what we were going through the moment we went into it. I'm thankful for that because I was able to, as soon as quarantine started, like the, I felt the urgency of like, okay, what am I going to get out of the season? You mm-hmm. immediately started teaching and preaching about how this is a season of learning yeah. and how what are you going to take out of this season? And I felt that urgency right away from from your messages. Yeah. yeah. What are you learning in this season? This might be a, a bit of a tough question, but... That's good. I like those. How do you deal with mental health issues in a family member? You've explained several times that many people are going through this. It's not just us. Hmm. Now, mental, mental what? Mental health issues with yeah. a family member. Sometimes it doesn't help to to know that other people are going through it too. I, I I've dealt with that too with some of our you know some students and you know you think that letting them know that hey you're not the only one going through this this is happening to the world you think you know telling them that is gonna help the situation and sometimes it makes them feel worse you know because <laughs> it makes them feel like that's a good perspective. Well, yeah, I'm is. just like everybody else, and the the world like if if the world is feeling like I'm feeling right now, then the world's in a bad spot, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and so sometimes that's not the best thing to say, especially to a student. Is the reference to the mental issues being a result of what we're going through? I don't, I don't know. Or the is end. it is it referencing <laughs> someone with mental issues, and their how do you deal with them in this season, regardless? I, I agree with, with Christian. I think sometimes when you focus on that, it becomes more magnified. Yeah. Uh, you know, the sense of being in the community of the family and acting, the family has that regiment, yeah. and that's included. I think that that brings a certain stability to the, to the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would encourage. Mm-hmm. All right, here's one. We have to represent the gospel to many different platforms and in many different ways. Is outreach to the community going to be more or less important moving forward? To us or to the church in general? Okay, so, that's general. Okay, so I, would, I would say I think that's already happening in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you see what some churches are doing, man, look what People's Church did. That was fantastic. What they, did they do? 6,000 families. Or something like that. Got food. Wow. You know, they have a connection to the food bank or something like that. That's amazing to yeah. me. So, you know, I think I think it will be more of an impetus with churches now. Uh, but I think it should have been all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I thank God for all outreach ministries and missions, yeah. missionaries. Yeah, agreed. And I think it, it this also opens the door to new ways of, of outreach and what that looks like. Yeah. Because, yes, the community has need. And that will always be emphasized and actually even more, right? But it also opens up new avenues on how to reach, where to reach. And you can expand your reach also. Are there any other questions? We'll give you a couple seconds to post them in the comments if you have any other questions. While you're posting, uh, let me just say this. We love you guys very much. and We're so proud of Quest Church in this season, uh, what we've been able to accomplish, how we stay connected, and how we are growing. Uh, It's vitally important for us to use what we have. And what we have right now is social media. That's what we have. So we have to use it for the good of the kingdom of God and, and also staying connected as a family. So please, you know, anything we put out, if you would please share, keep your notifications on, comment, like, all of those things. Uh, it's, it's just, wouldn't you agree, Christian, Josh, that that's so vitally, yes, vitally yes. important. Absolutely. Um, so that would be my, my remark.
I see that question, but it got away from me before I could read it. Okay. Yeah, I see here. Yeah, your generosity has certainly made a difference in so many lives. You've been consistent. Our family and friends have been consistent. Okay, I think we're good. Yes, sir. Right, Josh, Christian, anything else? I don't think so. I've enjoyed hanging out yeah. with you guys tonight. Yes, you, These two guys are incredible thinkers, just like everyone on our staff and leadership. I so appreciate and respect them. When they speak, I listen. And prayerfully, when I speak, they listen. We do. So it's a good deal. There's a question you might want to address right Okay, there. what is it? Miss Monica Thomas asks, how will the dynamic of Quest Church services change, and will we go to multiple services when this is over? The answer is um, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> so uh, the dynamic will change, and yes, we will go to multiple services if we are allowed to have church on May the 3rd, which I'm just, I'm just going to go there. Can I go, go there? there? I don't want to offend anyone, but, I, I, you know, I, I operate much better with decisive leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need a leader telling us to use our own discretion because that does not give me his expectations. Yeah. So, you know, I just wish our governor and our mayor would say, you know, this is what we expect of you guys. Don't just say use your discretion because if you do that, some churches are going to pack people into their buildings. Other pastors are going to say, we're not, I don't feel comfortable yet. I'm going to wait another three weeks. Another guy is going to say, well, we're going to have 50 people in our service mm-hmm. at a time. So there's going to be all these different, I get texts every day from pastors in this area saying, Pastor Rick, what are y'all going to do? We don't know what we're going to do yet because we've not given, been given specific guidelines. That's right. Now you've talked to me about those three phases, but that doesn't really give us right. as a church exactly what we need to do. That's why I like strong leadership. Mm-hmm. I would rather make a decision and be wrong than to leave an ambiguity out there and let you wonder about it. Yeah, that's the you truth. Know? So I yeah. like making decisions. So the first decision we're making is, yes, we're going to multiple services for many reasons. Number one, it gives more opportunity for people who can attend more services. Yes. That makes perfect sense. It does. Number two, it's going to help us with this situation that we're dealing with by not having so many people in the building at the same time. Um, number three dynamic will change. As, as I said previously, we, we will be pointing our services toward people that are watching, not just people in this building. Yeah. Uh, and we will, we will make a conscious effort to reach people through social, social media. So there's a lot of dynamics. The preacher will be preaching shorter sermons, but equally as powerful. Amen. <laughs> right? I, you know, I've learned a lot here. So there's a lot of dynamics going to change. Um, even leadership. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to hit the reset button and say, okay, let's get us a fresh start right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and Pastor, I, I just want to kind of caveat on what you were saying a second ago about strong leadership and give us some guidance on what we should do. The reason that's important is because the obligation, liability, whatever word like that you want to put is placed on us otherwise. Yeah, right. And no matter what the viewpoint is on, man, they gave us freedom. We have the freedom to assemble. We need to be getting together. Now, it doesn't work like that in a situation like this because it opens the door to a lot of of other variables. Because it's our fault. Yeah, and and, and that responsibility is heavy. It doesn't matter your your point of view. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't matter your point of view on either side of it. The reality is that is is truth. That is is there. And so Mm -hmm. 
to have that guidance is what helps. And I just organizationally, that's why I made that statement. That's good. That's good, Josh. Well, we love you guys and pray you enjoyed this tonight. Even after it's over, please share it. Uh, so that people can watch it. You guys were very informative tonight. Hey, so were you, sir. Yeah. Past You're always it was, very informative. It was great. Yeah. So we pray for you right now in Jesus' name that yes, the peace God. of God be in your home. You, yes. And the provision of God be for yes, you. Lord. Yes. And the protection of God be around you. Yes. May his face shine upon you. His grace be with you. Thank you, Jesus. You are blessed. Yes, you are. Yes. In Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Success to you and success to the kingdom.